welcome back to Scotland Talks, bringing you less stress and more success with the power of joy. I'm Anne Scotland, author, teacher, motivational coach, and joy advocate. We have a really interesting topic today, and I can't wait to share it with you. It might be controversial, but I think it also needs to be discussed. So we've all heard the phrase, never give up right? And it usually has great intent behind it, almost always. It's intended to encourage us and motivate us and make us tough. But sometimes when you hear that phrase, never give up. Does it ever fill you with, just fill you with a sense of dread or make you feel inadequate or just plain tired or have, or have doubts about yourself? In some instances, does your gut tell you that you should maybe give up on a thing, but you don't because you're too embarrassed or because you've bragged that you're going to do something and then your ego won't let you quit. Ever had any experience with that? Is it stealing your joy? Because that's what I want to talk about today. I'm going to talk about what to do when never give up just isn't working for you because sometimes it doesn't work. But before I do that, I want to remind you to please like and subscribe. I'm so excited to have all you guys listening today. Thanks for tuning in and supporting this show and for continuing to help me make this content possible. And you can join my communities on Twitter and Instagram if you haven't already. And check out my website for more information about me and my book, which is Live for Joy, and that's on annscotland.com. And stick around because at the end, I'm going to give a shout out to some of you. So today I'm talking about the phrase, never give up, when it's valid, and when sometimes it might be time to let go. It might be time for a change. The phrase, as you know, was memorialized by Winston Churchill during World War II in England when the stakes were literally life or death and the survival of the country and the free world. And recently we've heard it in conjunction with fighting a global pandemic and maintaining our hope and motivation in trying times, which is excellent. Both are excellent uses of the phrase. And other things we should never give up on are life and health and wellness and kindness. But today I'm looking at never give up from the point of view of our individual life choices, our goals, our jobs, our aspirations, even occasionally some of our relationships. My question for you is, what do you do when never give up just isn't working for you? What do you do? Have you ever had someone try to encourage you by saying, never give up? <gasps> And yet it actually didn't make you feel stronger or empowered or motivated. When it doesn't fit the circumstances, does that phrase ever just fill you with a sense of dread as if you're paddling upstream? I've had that experience a few times. What if you've been pushing for so long for something that maybe it feels like it's just sinking you or it's stealing your joy? Now, I'm just going to warn you, warn you, as I said before, this could be controversial and some people aren't going to like it. I know that, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because it needs to be said and because you need to know when you can give up in a healthy way and when you cannot, when you really should continue to push, continue to push towards those goals. Because if you see a healthy person beating their head against a wall, can you really, in good conscience, tell them to never give up? 
I'm exaggerating, but you get my point. Never get up, never give up is it's a useful strategy, but it's only one strategy. And sometimes it's wise to know when enough is enough. Now, I'm not saying you should make it a practice of giving up everything. That would be the opposite of the point I'm making. I'm saying that there are variables in certain circumstances. Athletes operate from a never give up attitude, right? Pushing, pushing, always on to better, faster, more accurate, and their coaches push them to never give up. Then crushingly, life happens. Injuries can happen. Medical professionals might advise the athlete to stop playing to prevent further injury or advise them that it might be dangerous if they continue to compete, right? And sometimes the athlete continues anyway. Sometimes they defy the odds, they, they defeat the, the odds, and we love those, those exceptional stories. We love to hear those stories of people, you'll never be able to do this, and then they defy the odds. And sometimes they keep pushing and injure themselves severely and incapacitate themselves or suffer a permanent handicap. So they took a risk against advice and decided not to stop, not to give up. And for some people, it worked out great. And for others, it didn't because sadly, we still can't predict the future. So the stories we hear less often are the stories that happen more often. The stories of people who decided it was wise to step away from a goal in order to take better care of themselves and find another path that might make them happier and healthier. So we really have an unrealistic standard. We see all these motivational stories, which are great. They motivate me. I love it. They keep me going day to day. And in fact, I'm going to have a guest on the show in a couple weeks who's going to share his own story about making life-changing choices. Have you ever quit something in the past and there are times when you look back and regret quitting? And are there times when you look back and say, oh, yeah, wow, I'm so glad I decided to stop going in that direction and instead reevaluate what was most important in my life? I've had both of those experiences, of course, in my own life. On the one hand, I wish I hadn't stopped piano lessons. <laughs> I wish I hadn't stopped learning to paint watercolors. On the other hand, I should have stopped a couple of sports where I was trying to perform beyond my training or else gotten the right training because I ended up suffering injuries that will hurt me for the rest of my life. On the other hand, <laughs> I'm glad I got out of a relationship years back that was slowly draining me of my personal identity and creativity and was holding me back from my potential. And on the fourth hand, I'm starting to feel like Indian Cali now. <laughs> As an entrepreneur, I'm glad I knew when to stop at certain times. I'm glad I knew when business enterprises were not succeeding and looked for business choices that were a better fit and had more customer appeal, right? So if I hadn't made some of those choices, I definitely wouldn't be where I am now. Some of those choices included never giving up and other of those choices included knowing when it was time for a change. So sometimes I gave up and I wish I hadn't. And sometimes I didn't give up and I should have. Sometimes after much deliberation, I gave up 
And I'm glad I did. And in those cases where I gave up and I'm glad I did, I don't really feel like I failed personally. I may have failed, failed at a particular endeavor or chose to stop because it didn't look like it could reach the level of success that I needed from it. But that's a realistic evaluation. I like to see that not as giving up, but as a pivot instead. I like pivots, actually. I love pivots. To me, pivots can be a joyful experience. It's offering new optimism. Now, there are some things you should never give up on. I say never give up on joy and happiness. Never give up on love even if relationships fail. Never give up on believing that life is good and can be even better. Never give up on knowing the effort you have put in still counts for something, even if you decide to pivot. Never give up on compassion. Never give up on being creative. Never give up on living life as an adventure. And most of all, never give up on yourself. Because if you never give up on yourself, you don't have to fail when things don't turn out. You can just pivot. So never, ever give up on yourself. And if you have the guts to say, you know, I failed at something, then good for you. Because if you can own it, own it and be okay with it. If you can do that, this can transform your way of thinking forever. And your ego will become more authentic and accessible and even better. <laughs> You'll be able to encourage others from a more realistic set of standards and expectations and experience. But if the words, I failed at this job or I gave up at that endeavor, if that makes you just feel so sick that you want to throw up, then just start with the word pivot. Just start with the word pivot. <laughs> also, just because something seems to fail or be over, it's never a total loss. I really think that's important for people to remember because with a healthy attitude, nothing, nothing is ever wasted because every minute you've spent working towards something that is part of your greater learning in life, your greater learning about yourself, even if it doesn't always feel pleasant at the time, this can be a real gift. Your experiences are all a real gift. So pivot. Reappropriate, apply what you have learned and start again. Even if that means starting over, it doesn't mean that anything is wasted. Nothing is wasted unless you don't learn from it. Learning from what has gone before in your life is how you gain wisdom. Wisdom is what gives you an edge. Wisdom is often better than fearlessness. Interesting, talk for another day. They say that what insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, right? Well, I say wisdom is the ability to do similar things and do them differently and better. So if you want to use a word as strong as never, rather than saying never give up on anything, which is really unrealistic, try saying never stop learning, never stop pivoting, never stop believing in yourself. Is there an area of your life right now where you need to make a change? Don't be afraid to pivot. Pursue what makes you joyful and gets you excited about life because never give up is a useful strategy, but it's only one strategy. Sometimes it's wise to know when enough is enough. 
I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, whether you would agree or disagree, because I know I'm going to get both from this episode. And as always, you know, I love hearing from you. So please send me a message in the notes or on social media or my website. And before I go, I also want to give a shout out to a couple of you guys, my wonderful listeners who sent me messages. And um, I've picked a couple to read today. So let's see. Here I have um, a musician and artist, Scott, sent me a message after my episode on how to break free from burnout. And Scott says, enjoyed your show, Anne. I know I'm not the only one dealing with burnout over this last year's events. It's been a bit of a challenge lately, but it's important to be grateful and carry faith and love in your heart. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. I'm so glad. I hope you're encouraged. I hope you're listening today because sometimes burnout and never give up have some are cousins and can be involved in the same conversation. So I hope you listen to this episode and also see here this shout out. And then Danny from Connecticut says, awesome, Anne. Love your work. We truly do have the ability to find joy in anything if we work from the inside out. That's Danny from Connecticut. That's beautiful, Danny. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. It is true. When we have joy within, working from the inside out, we can really overcome anything. When we fill ourselves with love and joy, then it's not giving up. It's pivoting. It's not quitting. It's taking on a new adventure. So please follow my posts on Twitter and Instagram at Anne Scotland. I'm sending you bundles of joy, and I'll see you next week. Bye.